Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. The biggest breaking news stories and outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. Well, good morning to you. Thank you very much indeed for your company. Great to have your company on such a, frankly, utterly miserable, grim January morning. If you had to picture a grim January morning, this is it. You know me, you always get honesty from me. So again, it's a stand to the duvet as long as you can. Who are we kidding? Everyone's working from home this week while it's cold. Or will they go into the office because they have to pay for their heating? Oh, it could go either way, this one, folks. We'll wait and see. Uh, But so, so, so much to talk about. I mean, all of the key services which we rely on every single day, strike after strike after strike that we've seen. Well, we've got more impacts uh, coming this week. Two days of of, uh, nurses going on strike on Wednesday and Thursday following those ambulance strikes and more of those to come as well. And the prospect, crucially, today that the NASUWT and the biggest union, the NEU, the National Education Union, used to be the NUT and another, uh, talking about coordinating strike action when they announced their ballot results today. Uh, this, as the Children's Commissioner, Dame Rachel D'Souza, has already said uh, that uh, this is going to cause disruption for children who, let's face it, have had a rotten time over the last years and missed out on months and months of crucial education. Education they will never get back. So those are two of the biggest stories and this crackdown on protests as well and plenty more besides. And I'm delighted to say joining me to discuss all of those political commentator Russell Quirk. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, where do we start? Um, I think I think we'll start with what's already been talked about as opposed to what we might hear today and expecting to hear today in terms of teacher strikes and that is NHS reform. Mm. Um, and I would, I would like to put a question to you as well, the audience, about NHS reform after we've had our little chat. But Keir Starmer has criticised um, um, uh, the, the, uh, the NHS thing about, you know, it does need to reform. He said it needs to reform or die. He wrote an article in newspapers yesterday and he was on uh, the Kunzberg BBC show. Um, and uh, one of his big ideas for reform, I mean, if this is his big idea, 
Wow, lucky ass. He's not it's big just, on vision, is he? He's not big on vision. I mean, I mean, again, I mean, this time I managed to actually listen to a whole interview with his without having to sort of rewind it because I'd fallen asleep halfway through. But that was only because I was doing a workout at the time, which was keeping my heart rate up. So I didn't actually sort of go into a coma listening to him. Um, but the idea is that um, patients could bypass the GP because GPs are busy. So if you bypass the GP and you can self-refer yourself to a specialist, to an NHS consultant, that will ease pressures on the NHS. Have you... I mean, is it possible for someone to come up with a more stupid idea? It, it's literally kicking the can down the road. I mean, it's li- in fact, it's kicking the can up the road to the specialists for them within minutes to say, hang on, we're completely overrun now by all of these spurious referrals. It's madness. The worried well. I mean, this it, is it, the thing, isn't it? It's what we expect from all politicians, though, Julia, isn't it? It's just another headline to try and placate mm. the audience. Yeah. But the point the is, it doesn't have to be a long delay to get to see his consultant if the consultants didn't have a massive backlog already. Um, apart from, of course, they're only working in the mornings in NHS and in the afternoons they're doing their... I mean, they're always available on Wednesday if you've got enough money, trust me. Mm. Um, but um, but the, the point is that you can't get the GP appointment in the first place and then they're waiting. And I, you know, things where you... They, they send you off for tests, it gets two weeks to get the tests, and then it's two weeks to get the results back from the test. And then you get a letter, as I got, early January, which had been sent on the 6th of December about, oh, no, everything's fine. Oh, great. Would have been good to know that when you... I mean, here's an idea, everybody. While the, especially while there's a Royal Mail strike on, maybe email people who are under the age of 100. Mm. That's kind of how we managed to work. But it, but the idea that, you know, you could you could call a GP, see a GP that day or t- the next day, they go, yeah, OK, we need to refer you, and then see someone by the end of the week, which, by the way, is completely the norm in most countries well, on the, how it on the used continent. To be. It's how I remember it always being. Yeah frankly. So th- this actually, I think, is set to really cause some consternation in the Labour Party, because we've already got Keir Starmer now mm. sitting behind Wes Streeting, who really kind of set this whole thing in motion, didn't he? He, he was the one in the Labour Health Party Secretary. that dared to say that we need to reform and, the But NHS. he was also able to say it, partly because he himself has had cancer treatment yes. and been very open about that. Um, so he's had his own personal experience as well. But also... A Labour politician can say this mm. without instantly someone shouting, oh, you want an American privatised well, but, but he is under fire from his own Labour MPs. He's yeah. been criticised this morning in the papers because what he said over the weekend, which is that the NHS is being run for doctors, not patients. Well, yeah. thank heavens. Thank heavens for that admission. So I think we're going to see a distinct split in the Labour Party over this. But at least we're having the conversation because don't uh, we need to? I mean, th- th- I was so happy to see that. I mean, I was very impressed that Wes Streeting was talking about that earlier and Keir Starmer. But again, if this is the big idea uh, that that that's not the big idea. I mean, the key thing is there needs to be a wake up call that we are not. You know, like every, there are so many people in this country who still think we're the only country in the world that has the you know, point of demand care for you know for people, and we're the only country in the world um, that that we have and we have fantastic results. Neither is true. Mm. I mean, I think it's fascinating. The Times reporting this um, poll: voters are losing faith in the NHS amid record waiting lists, ambulance delays. Um, as they show that two thirds of voters say they thought provision was bad. Eighty percent saying the NHS has got worse in the past five years. Now, the worry for the Tories, of course, is is everyone blaming the Tories for that? It is a simple matter of fact that there is more money than ever before going into the NHS. Yeah. However. The money over the 2010 onwards period, the the Tory Lib Dem coalition and then onwards, is far less. It's an increase in real terms yeah. when other, other departments were having a cut. But it is far less, far lot less than was going in in pretty much every year 
from yes. its inception. But we also accept, don't we, that this isn't just about money. I mean, money is incredibly money. important. You know, there, there is, as you and I rehearsed the other night, funny enough, when we were on the Jeremy Kyle show, we were talking about this and the fact that there, there of course, is uh, there's, a, there's a question of budget, we know that, but there's also a question of organisational efficiency. Yeah. You can't just, as the left wants us to do, keep throwing money at the yeah. problem as if that's going to solve it. Yeah, exactly. I can remember things, you know, a family member of mine going to have cataract operation and turning up, and again, that wonderful thing, you know, you turn up at night, you have nine o'clock appointment, and there's six people there for a nine o'clock appointment well mm. I mean, the nhs isn't allowed to do that they're actually banned from doing that years ago but they're still doing it yeah but lots of people don't turn up mm. well i mean have you confirmed with them or was the letter sent six months ago no one bothered checking with them do you get a you know a reminder um and also was a letter sent to the address they gave you maybe you know a phone call might help um but but also and then and then um three of the people couldn't be seen no two of the people of the six couldn't be seen because their notes hadn't been delivered mm. so the consultant's time was wasted so it's got nothing to do with the money. operating theater's time was wasted yeah. their time was wasted might have Taken time off work, you know, if you're self-employed, yeah, and that has nothing to do with money. Well, yeah, that's nothing to do with money. That's just, and 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 then and then it happened for the second cataract operation. And so my family member actually, because we're all like this in my family, asked to see a senior hospital uh, manager and discovered that this apparently was the norm. Yes. yes. So they overbook. And then they know that a few people can't have their operation because their notes haven't arrived. But no one does anything to resolve that issue. Well, I suspect the NHS is rather like the trains, that there are yeah. certain work practices that are being carried out. Not my job. Also being Not carried my out job, In the same way as, as they were 40 or 50 years yeah. ago. And how about tax relief on private health care? Now, that would be a start, wouldn't it? Take <sighs> I, the burden well, off the NHS, you know, and... and but it's not... S- I, this is my thing, is I don't agree... See, I'm having, re- you know, having recently got private health care because of a... We've had some fantastic experiences with the NHS... We've also had some ones where we've been absolutely and utterly left to our own devices. And I'm really very angry about that involving a close family member. Um, and I thought, you know what, I don't think there's going to be enough health care. But I feel, as a daughter of an NHS GP, I, I, I feel, yeah, I feel quite... I feel quite ashamed of it, I know, I, I, but I, but I shouldn't I ever that. need to. I shouldn't ever need to. I, I don't. I really object to the idea that a member of my family could get health care quicker and better than someone else's family who who lives some you know doesn't have the sort of income I've got. Mm. Um, I think in a first world country we should all be getting first world health care. I think in an ideal world, yes, but you know, certainly where the NHS is concerned, it needs fixing. I think we need to take some weight off of it so that we can fix it. Except, except the NHS is the one that trains other people who then work in the private health care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but this isn't about elitism. This, this is literally about taking some pressure off. Frankly, I mean, it was that crazy situation, wasn't it, during uh, COVID, where they bought up the entire sort of NHS and private healthcare provision, and then because, let's face it, be- because no one was allowed to go and see their GP, were told you're a bad person if you turn up at your GP surgery. Um, because of, let's face it, so many people in the NHS are just complete, you know, Corbynista left wingers. They didn't want to use that private healthcare provision, and they just sat there twiddling their thumbs. So people didn't get cancer treatment, didn't get operations because of left wing bias. I mean. I mean, frankly, you should be sent for jail for that. But mean. there's also a perception that those GPs have not recovered from that pandemic situation in terms no. of uh, not working, perhaps, as we would expect. Them to. Yeah. And again, people need to know they can get access. And that, that classic, that eight o'clock sitting yes. there on the phone. Also, by the way, ignoring the fact, I mean, my husband goes to work well before eight o'clock in the morning, as do I. You know, I can't sit on the phone at eight o'clock. It's not possible. Yeah, I'm, excuse me, we'll just come out of the news broadcast. Julia's just on hold to a doctor's receptionist. I don't even For an hour think, and a half. I don't even think they are. I mean, I've said, I'm, my GP surgery, I've always been able to get access. I'm, you know, I don't know, they've got little asterisks next to my name, troublemaker, make sure she gets good service. But the idea that I could go, I won't bother seeing my GP first. I'm going to go and refer myself to 
to a, a you know a highly specialised consultant and waste his or her time mm. when my GP can say no 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 that's fine that's nothing to worry but, about. But the argument this is about money. I mean, it falls flat when you realise that the average GP that some would perceive doesn't perhaps work as hard as they were pre-pandemic well, well, is on about one hundred and five thousand yeah. pounds a year. Well, that that doesn't the, seem to me like an awful obstacle to no. you know career betterment really. Yeah, three day weeks. Yeah, you can't. I think that's okay. So I, I don't think that this is about money. Very <laughs> no, okay. Six forty-three is the time. I'd love to hear from you. So Labour leader Keir Starmer says the NHS must reform or die. I want to know what would you do to fix the NHS? Is it all about the money? Is it all about the staff? Is it management bureaucracy? What would you do? Give me some specific examples as well of what you've seen that makes you know, like ah, this is something that's going wrong. Look, I mean, if we ask most NHS staff, I reckon they'd be able to come up with a hundred great ideas, mm. none of which would cost a penny and would improve the NHS by a huge amount. I don't know why this isn't done. Oh, because it's the manager. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. Thanks for listening to the Julia Hartley Brewer Daily. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and give me a good review. And don't forget to catch me on the Talk Radio Breakfast Show every weekday from 6.30 until 10. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.